0: Tuesday, everybody. Nate Dickinson with you. You're listening into Locked On Golden Gophers. Everything you need to know about the Golden Gophers every weekday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Coming up on today's show, we've got a review of the Illinois game from over the weekend. Apologies, no show on Monday. We had a bit, a bit of a trouble with my mic, but. Gave me an excuse to buy an even better mic, so hopefully I'm sounding even better in your ears here today. Also, we'll get a little bit of a recruiting update as well. There's not a whole lot as far as commitments for the upcoming classes for basketball or football, and we'll talk hockey too. But we'll get into what we do know about the future Gophers in our big sports. Also, plenty to go over from the weekend with the Gophers. Again, apologies for no show on Monday, but we'll get you a quick rundown right now of all the scores you need to know from over the weekend. On Friday, women's tennis took a loss against Nebraska, 4-3. Also, men's tennis lost as well against Michigan State on the road, 4-3. to Women's hockey picked up a pair of wins over the weekend against Bemidji State, 6-1 and 9-1. The women's basketball team took a big loss against top ten Maryland, ninety-four to sixty-two on the road, the final score. Men's hockey also picked up a sweep of wins over the weekend against Michigan State, four to two and five to one, the ninth sweep of the season for the team. In gymnastics, they faced off against Rutgers and got a big win, 197.625 to 195.975. It's the second-highest total score in program history. Also on the men's basketball courts, you may have seen, they lost big to Illinois on Saturday, 94-63. We'll have more on that in our next segment here on Locked On Golden Gophers. The Gophers are now the second-to-last team in the NCAA tournament, according to Joe Lenardi, and we'll talk more about tournament implications when we talk basketball later as well. Finally, wrapping up Minnesota news, we told you Angus Flanagan was playing at the Genesis Open. The Gophers' senior had a 4-over Thursday. He finished on Friday with a 7-over day to finish at 11-over par. The cut was right at even, but still as just a senior in college playing in his second PGA Tour event. A great job by Angus Flanagan as well. Also, we do have some Gopher football news. We're going to talk recruiting later on with everything going on with the Gophers, but we do have one commit to tell you about that kind of sparks the conversation. Minnesota native out of Alexandria, receiver Kristen Hoskins, commits to the Gophers as of Sunday. We'll talk about him and everyone coming in for the Gophers in all of the big sports later on. As for today in Gopher Sports, only one event to tell you about, but it's something that's going to be going on all week long. Women's swimming teams start their Big Ten championships today. It'll be going on all week with the swimming and diving. Men and women will keep you updated throughout. Before we get into everything here going on with the Gophers, we'll talk everything that happened over the weekend between Illinois and Minnesota in just a minute. But first, if something goes wrong with your car, maybe like, hopefully not as bad as what went wrong with Minnesota on the court over the weekend, you can get it fixed over at rockauto.com. They've got the perfect part for whatever you need for your vehicle, and they can make sure you get the right part too. You can go to a dealership or a part shop to try and find what you need, but they may not have it, and if they do, they could easily upcharge you if it's something that was a little too hard for them to find. Go over to rockauto.com, get the park that you know is right for your car. They'll make sure of it, and make sure it gets to you safely. They cut out the middleman over at rockauto.com. Head over to the website, and if you write in Locked On in their little how-did-you-hear-about-us box, we'd appreciate it. Let them know that we sent you over there. We're going to be talking about everything that went down over the weekend between Illinois and Minnesota, a disastrous loss for the Gophers. Joe Lenardi still has them in the field of 68, but we'll see how much longer that stands if Minnesota keeps up this poor play. We're going to talk all about it here on Locked On Golden Gophers in just a minute. Nate Dickinson here with the Locked On Podcast Network. Nate Dickinson with you here on Locked On Golden Gophers. We're talking about the Illinois-Minnesota matchup from Saturday that was a disaster for the Gophers. But first, we've covered everything you need to know about the Gophers. You know that. But what about the rest of sports? Well, now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm guessing... Wherever you listen to this one right now, locked on today. A good one, of course. We've got a good one for you every day here on Locked On Golden Gophers as well. You can give us a follow on Twitter at lo Golden Gophers, my personal Twitter account at Nate with Sports. Follow both of them, stay up to date on everything we've got going on over here at the podcast. Right now, we got to talk about what happened on Saturday though for Minnesota and the basketball team still in the field of 68 as Joe Lenardi has them, but coming up against a couple of winnable games this stretch to end the season that could hopefully keep them in that spot at least going into the Big Ten Tournament. But I feel like we're in a spot now where Minnesota is going to at least have to do something in that Big Ten Tournament to feel somewhat safe going into Selection Sunday. This team has had plenty of chances to get itself in a spot where we wouldn't have to worry about breaking a sweat on the actual day of the selection of the 68 teams, Maybe Minnesota would have to play a tough game in like a second round Saturday or Sunday or have a tough opponent even in the first round. But it was at least at the beginning of February, looking like Minnesota was going to cruise into this tournament field without too much trouble. The Big Ten's the best conference in the country. There's no one batting an eye at putting a Big Ten tournament team in the field of 68. Minnesota, though, kept on falling down that Big Ten standing list and as a result has been falling down further and further down the list of teams still in the field again, according to Joe Lennardi and other experts too. And Illinois is one of the best teams in the country, so losing to them isn't going to hurt Minnesota that much. But if you've been watching this team, you know that right now things aren't going well. This is not the best basketball of the season for the Minnesota Gophers. And to be quite honest, they're not really showing any signs of being able to put it together now. We've talked about this for a couple of weeks now, about how people in Minnesota are going to have to step it up right now when it matters most, here at the end of February, beginning of March, when you make your mark, not only for yourself individually because NBA prospects are made during this time, but also because your team needs you most right now. When it comes to having a legacy, when you leave the University of Minnesota, when it's football season, you get remembered in the Wisconsin game, in the bowl games. When it's basketball season, it's right now. It's in these games where you're trying to make a tournament or trying to fight your way through a tournament. And Richard Petino has gotten this team to a point where it's going to be consistently good enough to be in that field of 68. I'm not saying that Minnesota is going to be one of the most talented teams in there. I'm not saying that every year Richard Petino puts out a team that's even talented enough to be able to consider itself among the ranks of all the teams that are in that tournament. But Richard Petino does a really good job of putting out a team every year that is at least going to fight its way through a Big Ten schedule and in turn fight its way through a chance at a tournament bid. The criticism behind him is that there hasn't really been any progress further than that. This team won an NCAA tournament game a couple of years ago. It was not going to make the NCAA tournament last year. It might not make the NCAA tournament this year, too. If that happens, I don't know what happens with Richard Petino's job. And I'll mention it when we talk recruiting. A whole lot of the basketball stuff is going to have to happen after they decide whether or not they want the same coaching staff doing all of this recruiting. Richard Pitino could very well be coaching for his job down this stretch. And losing that big to Illinois, despite how good Illinois is, and they're the best in the country, at least offensively, I think, as far as an entire unit, that kind of a beating really, really just takes the heart out of a season like this, or at least out of a fan base for a little while. I'm sure you're still feeling it. If you're someone who really follows this team and still really had hope going into a game, On a Saturday afternoon, you don't have to go into work, and you can watch a team that you've been told all year. Minnesota may not be able to do a lot, but what they can do is they can compete at home against the best. Maybe you didn't think that Minnesota could beat Illinois even. You thought you were going to be able to get a dogfight on Saturday, and you didn't get anything like that. You got an absolute blowout all the way from when the half-court shot got hit at the end of the first half. That thing puts Illinois up 15 points. And I put it in my notes in the game as I looked at it. As the game wrapped up, I said, someone tweeted it out, I don't even remember who, I wish I could give them credit, but that it turned on that half-court shot. And obviously the whole game doesn't end there, but it really does seem like that kind of deflated everything, doesn't it? Right after that, you go into halftime and come out completely flat. I was looking at, again, some stats I saw as I was passing through looking at everything. A 27-6 run for Illinois that spans across halftime that really just took Minnesota out of the game. The loss was the third worst in program history. And you have to remember this team was not healthy. Didn't have his best defender in Gabe Kalsher, and that's not a good recipe for playing Illinois Liam Robbins was not at his best or 100% by any means. And trying to stop Kofi Coburn that way is going to be tough. He had his way with the seven-footer for a while. So there's things you can point to that you could at least say, well, okay, maybe once this gets better or that gets better, this team will be back to it. And we'll be able to compete with the best of the best again. But with what Minnesota has done so far, it's still me looking at this roster and saying, with the way this team's playing right now, even if it makes a tournament, can I really get my expectations up anywhere past the first weekend? Because Minnesota's at a point now where, no matter what happens, we mentioned it last week, they're going to be facing a one-seed or a two-seed in that second round, the round of 32, if Minnesota even gets there. Is there any way that you as a fan is sitting right now thinking that Minnesota could beat on a neutral floor, one of the eight best teams in the country. We just saw what happens against what the experts say is number five right now. And yes, Minnesota has beaten Ohio State and Michigan. 2-1 seeds. And when it comes to Selection Sunday, that could very well end up being enough to push the Gophers into the tournament. But you and I both know that those two wins were a long time ago. And that these Minnesota Gophers right now are nowhere near getting anywhere near either of those teams. Home, away, neutral site, or anything like it. Not with what we saw on Saturday. And not with what we've seen over the course of the last couple of weeks. Priority number one is figuring out what you're going to do on defense if Gabe Kalcher cannot play in the Big Ten tournament. Or in the last four games even of the regular season. Because it looks right now like Minnesota won't be able to stop anybody. Priority number two, of course, is, well, figuring out everything else because Liam Robbins is not healthy. Marcus Carr has dud games every now and then that you just can't afford anymore to have this year. So as long as he does his thing, at least Minnesota will have a chance. But right now, the team is still downhill trending, and there are too many teams behind Minnesota on this bubble that are uphill trending for the Gophers to be able to afford another slip-up. Things need to start going the right way again, or else the Gophers are going to get passed up. They've already started to. Coming up after our break, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Gophers and just talk about my notes from the game on Saturday. But also, we'll break down everything that's going down with the Gophers recruiting in basketball, football, and even on the ice in hockey as well. Well, now that you know all the information on Gopher Basketball, you can get out there and make some money on the Gophers. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but again, college basketball, along with the NBA and NHL, are in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV as well, with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetLine has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. As a matter of fact, they'll help you out even, too, if you head over right now to the website, betonline.ag. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on at betonline.ag for a 50% welcome bonus. Let them know that we sent you. Use that promo code locked on. Get some free money in your pocket as well. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're wrapping up the locked on Golden Gopher podcast here on a Tuesday in just a moment. Nate Dickinson with locked on. Back here with Locked On Golden Gophers, and Nate Dickinson with you every weekday, breaking down everything going on with the Minnesota Gophers and giving you all the news that you need to know. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than a Game. Right now you can hear Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, let's break down a little bit of recruiting here for Minnesota. But first, I did want to give you just a couple of my other notes from the game on Saturday. We didn't get to before the break. I mentioned some of the stats. Jamal Mashburn did have his third consecutive game leading the Gophers in scoring, which is good to see him playing well. And he had a good game in front of his father, who got to see him play live for the first time as a Gopher. That's always nice to see, especially in a pandemic. It usually happens a little bit earlier. But also not so nice because... You know that if the Gophers are going to be able to really compete, Jamal Mashburn cannot be the number one scorer on this team. He needs to be a really nice like number two or three option behind Marcus Carr, and you'd probably prefer somebody else even, too, to really be able to step it up. But Jamal Mashburn leading this team and scoring three straight games, I don't know how much you can be excited about that, about what he's doing, given where you're at in the season and what you need everybody else to be doing. Just, Again, a little bit of a nitpicky note on my end. Uh, I mentioned that in the first half, it felt like Minnesota was, for a while, able to keep things within arm's reach. Illinois came out firing. And give credit to the Illini, because there's part of this that was just the fact that Illinois really shot the lights out of the gym. It was flashy, alley-oops left and right. Threes were going in. I think it was like 60% that Illinois was shooting for a good part of the game. I think they finished around like 57-58. But there were a lot of teams that weren't going to be able to beat Illinois on Saturday afternoon. A lot of teams would have been able to put up a bit of a better effort than what Minnesota did on Saturday. But it wasn't going to be easy to beat Illinois. They were having a Final Four contender kind of day when the Minnesota Gophers just so happened to be in their way. So, give credit to Illinois. But at the same time, it felt like the Gophers kind of just ran out of gas again. We are used to seeing it in the last couple of weeks happen in the second half for the Gophers, whether it's some stretch in the middle or right there down to the end. But here it was right at the end of the first half. Minnesota had kept things close for a while at single digits for almost all of the half. And then Illinois goes on this little mini spurt right at the end, takes a double-digit lead, and then that big half-court heave at the buzzer after a steal to end it really was just a cherry on top. You didn't know, but looking back on it, maybe you knew that right then when he hit that, Minnesota wasn't going to win this game. Because it was one of those things that I guess was kind of symbolic of the game as a whole. Illinois just grabbed that one right away from Minnesota. Gophers were blindsided by it. And then Illinois really couldn't miss, as evident by the big half-court heave. I don't know. It's a disheartening loss for Gopher fans, and you understand that it's against one of the best teams in the country, and that Minnesota wasn't at full health. So there is some cushion to it, but it doesn't mean it doesn't still hurt. But let's talk about something else. Let's talk recruiting here. As I want to get into what's going down with football, basketball, hockey too. We'll start on the ice. Because the class for 21 for Minnesota is loaded. According to NeutralZone.net, the number one class in the country as Minnesota has had top classes year in and year out. The Gophers are looking really good this year. They're supposed to have one of the most talented teams in recent memory on the squad right now. Five losses at the moment, so not at the top of the rankings or anything like that. But plenty of time to think about that. And really, really good talent coming in too as well. Team just keeps on getting better. And again, I'll talk more hockey once we get through basketball season. And we'll talk, really get into everything that's going on out on the ice right now with the Gophers. But I want to get into a whole lot more basketball stuff while we're in the meat of things in the end of February and the beginning of March. Moving on to football. In the class of 2022... I suppose it would be. Yeah, so the 2021 class is graduating and already signed and everything like that. The class of 2022 has two commits so far for Minnesota. A four-star defensive end, Trey Bixby, a commit out of Ohio. For Minnesota to get a four-star commit early in the cycle, out of another kind of Big Ten powerhouse state in Ohio, that's pretty impressive. But it is important to note that, as of right now, Ohio State has not offered a scholarship to Bixby. If they were to do so, I don't know really enough about the guy to know if he would want to head over to the Ohio State University and play there over Minnesota. I don't know how solid his commitment is right now verbally. Obviously, everybody says they're 100% committed all the time. But getting a commit out of Ohio early in this cycle and someone who had big eyes on him, like a big recruit, a four-star guy, good sign for P.J. Fleck to start off the cycle. Only other commit a three-star wide receiver we mentioned at the top of the show, out of Alexandria, Minnesota, Kristen Hoskins. will try and get you more information on him as well. I'd like to tell you more about the Minnesota Native guys too. So as we get going more and more in the recruiting tract in the offseason, we'll get to know more and more about those guys as well. Just to give you a little bit of a reference as to where those two commits puts Minnesota compared to anybody else, just a little bit of a disclaimer. Kind of doing this this early is a little bit laughable, saying that Minnesota's ahead or behind anyone at this point in the cycle in the pandemic, there's really not that many players who have committed all that much yet, and there's nothing really to compare. But if you are comparing apples to oranges, Minnesota would be, I guess, a little bit behind where everybody else is right now. Two commits is near the bottom of the Big Ten. Number seven in the big if you are ranking things, but again, it's kind of laughable just to rank anything right now. If Bixby were to end up at Minnesota, he would be the ninth-highest-ranked recruit of all time to come to the school since 24-7 composite rankings started keeping track of such things. And just to keep track of a little bit how far behind Minnesota is as far as being a real contender here, Ohio State already has three five-star recruits committed. That's, again, just how far Minnesota is behind those Clemsons, Ohio States, and Alabamas, and everyone else. But, hey... That's really a group of like four or five schools that's doing that year in, year out. Right now, Minnesota just needs to be able to get who they can to help them on the field right away. Over to basketball, no commits for the 2022 class so far, but there is plenty of talent to talk about. And I want to talk about it, actually, because Minnesota's offered out to a lot of these guys. And with Richard Petino out there, I mentioned this before, one of the criticisms has been the inability in all Minnesota sports to keep talent in Minnesota. Basketball players and football players have gone to Wisconsin. They've gone to Iowa. They've gone across the country before. But really, those hometown losses are the ones that kind of sting the most for a lot of people who follow these teams. Minnesota has opportunities to be able to bring in guys who have Minnesota roots and could really help this basketball team right now. If Patino gets a chance to recruit another class, this could be one where he could prove that he has the ability to be able to keep hometown guys home. I'm talking about guys like Trey Holloman, a four-star point guard who has an offer for the Minnesota Gophers right now. He's out of St. Paul, Minnesota. Braden Carrington, out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Camden Heady, out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Damarian Watson-Salisbury, out of Minnesota- Minneapolis. These are all four-star guys. Guys that Minnesota could be bringing in. Prince Bay, I believe is how it's pronounced. Apologies if I messed that one up, my guy. Byron, Minnesota is a Johnny Lee. I do know that game. I've called a couple of his games before. It's all sorts of hometown guys. Eli King, I added on two out of Caledonia. Apologies for missing out on you. Guys who have offers for Minnesota. The team is interested in them. They are right in the backyard. They are four-star plus recruits. If Minnesota were able to pull these guys it would be top 25, even top 15 class in the country. Minnesota hasn't been able to do it before. Richard Pitino might need to do it if he gets another chance here to save his job. Because right now the positives behind Petino, as we mentioned, are that he got this team to a point where it's able to make an NCAA tournament, even able to win a game as we saw. But it hasn't been able to do anything more. In the recruiting front, in being able to bring in talent that would at least suggest the Gophers should be able to improve soon. Or also on the court, in being able to do anything more than the first weekend of the big dance. So Patino needs to be able to show, hey, I have more value here. And there is a chance in this upcoming recruiting class, if again he gets the chance to be able to recruit them. To be able to at least restore some faith in his ability to build this program. It's mainly the reason I wanted to talk about this. I saw that Minnesota got a football recruit, that wide receiver out of Alexandria. So I started looking up, hey, maybe we could do a recruiting update on just everything going on. And I saw the number of gems in this 2022 class out of Minnesota. And again, you're not going to become like the school that's bringing in five-star guys every year overnight. But there's a potential here with all these guys here in-state, in-state alone. Forget recruiting the rest of the country. But with just these guys, Minnesota could start a trajectory that could put them in the top 25 in a few years. In just this class. There's a lot of talent. And an ability, again, for Richard Petino to improve his rep. Because right now, it's not looking great. It was about a month ago. But right now, things are right back, I think, where they started at the beginning of the season. Can Richard Pitino do anything more than what he's done before? Or is he a coach that just kind of stalls right here? That's the big question that needs to be answered. He can do it, I think, on the court in these next few weeks. And if he gets the opportunity, I think he can prove that he's more than that by recruiting this next class really well. Because there's a lot of talent right next to him for him to be able to pull into campus. Well, we'll talk to you again tomorrow about everything that happens today here with the University of Minnesota Athletics. Nate Dickinson here with the Locked On Golden Gophers Podcast. A reminder, tune in every single weekday for everything you need to know about the gophers, follow us on Twitter at LO Golden Gophers and me on Twitter at Nate with Sports. Until tomorrow, roll the boat, Skyuma Go Gophers.